Sorry, we're late, but yeah. Denise Brennan Nelson's in the house, and you know she's always late. <laughs> always. Don't blame it on me. I got to blame it on you, Denise. I have to. We can't blame it on the birthday girl because we have a big celebration today, yep. by the way. Yeah. It's Happy our, birthday. Yeah, it's our pregame birthday. Jessica, Jessica birthday. So come on, let's sing. Happy, Happy birthday, Happy birthday to you. That's not how you guys sing. Ready? That's bad. That's bad. Do you have the Beatles or something so we can tune everybody out? Oh, oh, oh gosh. Uh, today is going to be a, a good show. It's going to be um, at least an hour and a half. What's wrong, Denise? Or not. You, oh, Denise. The ones next to you. She, I think she probably muted you, didn't she? Used to <laughs> yeah. do that before. No. I'm back for one day and I'm already muted. But no, no, no. Absolutely not. We're so excited to have uh, Denise Brennan Nelson back with us today. And um, in our guest, what a perfect day to have a psychotherapist in the house, huh? Yeah, because I, you know, I need some help. We all need help. <laughs> we all need help. So anyway, um, what else is going on? Well, I want to talk about Jessica. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about Jessica. Yeah, let's talk about okay, Jessica. Let's pretend she's me. not yeah. here. Jessica <laughs> is Uh-oh. five years younger than you than we thought she was. Oh, oh I thought you were saying that me? I mean, older. She's five older. years older. Thank oh, you, Mary you know, I thought you were saying she was five years you're younger, younger than, than you. me. I was just saying, that's her. Now, good to me. Stop drinking yeah. now. Yeah, stop drinking. You already sucked that baby down. <laughs> She is five years older than we thought than she was. Right, thought. I know. Yeah, I know. You go, girl. Are you guys? Baby. Were you guys just trying to be nice though? No, like, oh, no, no, no. Today, we really no. did. <laughs> but yeah, we yeah. thought you were thirty. But, like you, that. but you, mm-hmm. you, she's still a baby. She is a still baby. a baby. Well, yeah. according to some Facebook thing, I'm a cougar now. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh gosh, that's not true. Don't believe that. I thought that didn't start until you were like forty. I'm a cougar. I'm a cougar. Yeah, you're not a cougar. She, she's an active. Cougar too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Denise has been a cougar for about twenty years now, right? 
I am happily married. I know. Yeah, cougar on the side. You can be happy married and be a cougar. Oh, yeah. What define what? I mean, what is a cougar? It's somebody older who goes after younger guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not a cougar then. No, I'm teasing you. Unless they're really cute. Then it's in your fantasy. Yeah, there you go. That reminds me of. I'm not a cougar. I think I'm. I'm more of a flirt. I'm just a flirt. You're a flirt. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What age are you? Do you technically become a cougar, though? What is it? I think... I like think, 40 or something? I'd say I think you'd have to be in your 40s. 40s? Yeah. 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 So what happens when you're I'm in your 50s? That, like, so, yeah. yeah. I'm like... You're, you're an old cougar. Old cougar. <laughs> yeah. You're an older cougar. No, I don't... I you're just, a seasoned no. cougar. There you go. Middle-aged. I'm, I'm middle-aged yeah. cougar. No. Yeah. Not a cougar. No way. You're you're a, a cougar that doesn't smell like mothballs just yet. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so what what do we want to talk about with Jess? Well, a couple things. We got so her age her, wrong. Her, right. We got her age wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, her I'm birthday, fine with that. Her birthday is actually tomorrow. Correct. So February 15th. Yes. Thank you. I'm dropping stuff all mm-hmm. over the place. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was curious to know who else was born on February 15th. Chris Farley. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, how do you say her name? Amorosa. Oh, no. No. What? No. no. <laughs> Come on, you yeah, can find somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Jane Seymour. Oh, oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, she uh-huh. she works. She makes the heart for Cage Jewelry. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> right. I have one of those. Every case yeah. begins with K. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Okay. Yes. Well, and I also, of course, you know me and my horoscopes. I had to look up. See, let me know if any of this sounds like you. Okay. Okay. So you're spontaneous and impulsive. Yeah. Okay. You do not like being tied down. No. Unless it's with True. a really cute guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Or soft scarves. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> That's why I had to add the soft scarves. Hello. Now I got it. I saw your face yeah. go blank and I'm like, Jackie. Uh, you have a healing nature and can solve other people's problems. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You are most compatible with people born under Gemini. Oh, wow. Really? That's, when and is that? Not compatible with Pisces. I'm not when a Pisces. Oh. What are you looking at? I was me thinking you were a Pisces. Pisces. You're, you're always trying when to I... stir shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a Virgo. I'm not a That's Pisces. right. You're a Virgo because I'm a Scorpio and we get along great. I forgot See? that. Yep. Mary Grace's husband's a Virgo. Virgo. Yeah. That's okay. why I don't get along. Yeah. Oh, right away. Okay. She points to me. Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. No Scorpio. I, no, I was going to say, we, which means they're wrong because the two of you get along great. Oh, but We do get along great because yeah. they're... I'm but it turns out I was wrong. So yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take So it. she probably doesn't get along with Scorpio. You probably cut that part out. <laughs> 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 She's like, no, didn't oh. see that in there. But anyway, happy birthday. Yeah, so happy birthday. birthday. What are you doing tomorrow, Jess? Um, I don't know. I have work and then I was going to go grab dinner and drinks with Chris. I wasn't going to do anything too crazy oh, this year. Okay. Nice. Speaking of, uh, well, we do have something fun you could do. What? <laughs> the hotel you were going to go to. You almost, oh skipped our my God. Show. you almost skipped our show to take Bob okay. to this hotel. Okay. <laughs> so what? I got, I did get this article from Jackie and it goes like this. Lovebirds who check into the Mark Hotel for Valentine's Day will be inspired to get good grades. Management is providing a gag 
quote, sexual satisfaction grading card, unquote, so each guest can risk rank his or her partner from one, not passing, to five, excellent, in 11 different categories, including creativity, stamina, generosity, use of language, problem-solving, speed of recovery, and overall effort. Um, it goes on to say what good sex can do. It can increase your endorphins, younger-looking skin, overall your health, strengthen bones, weight loss, about 100 calories, and longer-lasting relationships. In addition, when you check in, they give you uh, aphrodisiac-infused cocktails and an agent provocateur thong. Where is this For hotel? each couple. I was telling Mary Grace this on the way down here. <laughs> she goes, ew! <laughs> ew! And I, I what, said, did they well, clean I... the thong with the sheets? Oh. Oh. No, Wait, thank where, you. Where's the hotel home. at? Well, I tried to find it because I oh. wanted to book, you know, yeah. President yeah. Yeah. You really were going to blow off today, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh. Okay, but, but I don't even understand. What's the purpose of that? And, well, and who is who is grading the, who is Each other. Re- you each get a report oh. card. And it's a, it's kind of, you know, they say it's a gag. Well, well, wouldn't you know if they were, if they weren't any good, why would you take them there anyway? Right. Right. That's <laughs> exactly. Well, but some people, yeah. you know, don't know each other real well before they. But I wouldn't spend money on you. You know, I wouldn't do that. You know. Oh yes, you would. <laughs> what do they What do they do with the cards, though? Do they turn them into like a the, the yeah, no. box and the no? They're just the no, they probably just. It's more of a. It's a. It's, it's obviously a, a marketing. I just think that's, yeah, yeah right. I think mm-hmm. it's. I, think I wonder it's if they use cute. them for their reviews. Like, hey, sex in this room. You, you everybody's has scored a ten. The last. Cu- ten okay, couples. just think about that though. Oh, I couldn't sleep yeah, in that yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. of course you're not yeah, supposed to sleep. Yeah, the black right. light. Huh? You don't want to go on there oh, with yeah, the black no, light. No, no, no. Ew. Oh. <laughs> anyway. What did she say? I miss that. You don't yeah. want to go in there the with black the black light. light. No. <laughs> oh boy. No. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Mary hey. Grace made it. I thought an interesting point because I hadn't thought of it, <laughs> but. She said that puts a lot of pressure on men, right? And I, my, my thought was, why just men? And I said, because if you were to talk to a man and a woman, a man immediately would feel the responsibility. Right. And that's the pressure. Yeah. And then I. Well, I see. I I think it takes away the whole. I mean, I don't even find it funny. Spontaneity of it all. Yeah. Yeah. I think women are apart and are included. And I think they have their own internal pressure. Yeah. But as far as really feeling the responsibility of satisfaction, I, of satisfaction, really, I, yeah, of I, getting if a you ten? were to talk to men, they would say it's them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally yeah. agree. Not you, yep. Denise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think no. that it's both. I mean, mm. I mean, well, I think she wants him to be satisfied, but mm-hmm. I think responsibility is easier to satisfy this. them. Yeah. Is what you're saying. You're not saying that <laughs> men have more pressure. It's that it's, yeah, I don't think, but I can. Oh, I, I think I, they I, take responsibility. I think they do have more pressure. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Or are you that easy? <laughs> I <laughs> guess so. I'm just kidding. The men have more pressure. I just thought it was yeah. interesting because yeah. I hadn't thought of that. When, right. You know, and I thought, right. oh, well, maybe they do. I don't right. know. Yeah. Well, Vice Magazine had an article on how to have a hot dinner date with yourself with this yourself. Valentine's. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a date. So mm-hmm. Nora and I started talking about mm-hmm. that. How many of, you know, a lot of people aren't comfortable going out to dinner by themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Do you? Me yes. too. I don't mind. No? Me too. I have no problem. And do you, like, do you go to nice places? Mm-hmm. Or oh, yeah. You yeah. do? And you don't, you don't walk in and worry about 
you know, because nope. the, the, the person no. that wrote this article went to a really nice place. And it was the first time she did this. And she started thinking, oh, God, they're wondering why I'm here by myself and, mm-hmm. you know, having all these insecurities. And then in the article, it said that she started listening to conversations around her and realize with couples and she realized their conversations were so bad that her night was just great. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, so. I can go home with myself. Oh and, yeah. And I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Exactly. Perhaps yeah. if I had to do it, I mean, I don't because I am married. Maybe I'd feel differently, but um, mm. I, I don't, I don't mind. It's not like I do it a lot. Yeah. But, and what I usually, about going to the movies? I'll, I have no I'll problem. Do, yeah, I'll do I love going to the movies. Me too. Really? By oh, yourself? Me too. Absolutely. I spread out with my popcorn. I, <laughs> I encourage people to do it. I encourage really? clients yeah. to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Just taking that time for yourself. You should. Is that to, what and, it is? And or? to realize, again, we were talking about this on the way in about stop comparing yourself to other, other people. people. Make oh. yourself happy. Yes. Oh. Be the captain of your own ship. But see, that's what we do, though, as human beings. We, right. we, we're oh. always trying to compare ourselves to somebody else. Stop or it. Or... We're always in our heads, just like the lady was saying. You know, I know everybody's looking at me and wondering why. Yeah. The insecurities. You know, and me being a hairstylist, like I'll get people in the chair and they'll be like, well, you know, that they were looking at me so funny the the last time I had my hair like this. And and I'm like, why do you think they were looking at you? You know, right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I think that's the point. So just think about all the energy you're wasting. Mm hmm. Yeah. Thinking like of, this. It is right. a lot of energy. And that's why we have that's Mary so Grace here today. Uh-huh. So I think we need to get into the segment yes. here. Because like I can here, tell here. we're we're getting ready to dive into it all. So uh, well, before we get going, I just want to say our show today is sponsored by Tom Stewart Plumbing and Drain, serving the Metro Detroit Tri-County area. From leaky faucets to major plumbing repairs, Tom Stewart Plumbing can serve all your home needs. Give them a call at 586-625-7800 or reach them at TomStewartPlumbing.com. This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. For many people, seeking therapy can be as difficult of a task as dealing with the initial issues. A common problem is initiating conversations about one's difficulties. So how do you find the right therapist who can provide the right feedback? Our guest today is here to give us some tips. She is a wife, mother, successful businesswoman, and dynamic psychotherapist. We're talking about Mary Grace Randazzo Ratliff. Mary Grace is not just a good listener. She's someone who's had personal experiences of being stuck in life. Her empathetic but no-nonsense approach in helping others has made her a sought-after practitioner. Welcome back to the Nooner Show, Mary Thank Grace. Thank you. Oh, I'm, so I'm so glad to finally meet you because oh, they have been gosh, you. We're so excited. Oh, yeah, I am. So oh, my gosh. You, you reminded me today that the last time you were on our show, which I think was episode 13, yes. so people can go back yes. and listen to it because uh, th- I just remember <laughs> oh that being such a great show. But you reminded me that that was Denise's birthday party. It was party. Denise's birthday. So we're always having a birthday Every party when come, you come. It's birthday. Yeah. Okay. I'll have party. to come on my birthday. There. Oh, when is your when birthday? Is it? Uh, April 24th. Oh, oh wow. Okay. okay. That's quick. Ooh. So that's right. Yeah. That's Easter. You should. But yeah, you should come. 
Speaking of that, did you know Easter and, and April Fool's? Is Don't tell me that. Time. I know. I know. Because April Fool's is my favorite holiday. And how dear Easter fall I know. on April Fool's Day. I know. I like, ruined that. I know. Isn't that crazy? <gasps> Wait, Maybe it's I... an April Fool's joke. That's no. what I said at first. But no, it's I not. just realized it's what true. I'm going to do with the Easter egg hunt oh. for all the little kids. <gasps> that's going to oh, be good. Oh, <laughs> I might get in trouble, but that's going to be good. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Thank you. We're I'm so, so excited. Excited. <laughs> excited to have you. Excited to have Denise, Denise. here, too. Yes, Denise um, back. She's so back. let's start off first with what exactly does a psychotherapist do? Well, what I believe they should do is um, help people to get unstuck. They're coming to you because they're in distress. Something is bothering them. They're not happy. And they don't know how to move from that. And so I think our jobs are to just take them and get them through, the, through it. I tell my clients I have a toolbox. And I'm going to listen to what you're going through, and I'm going to say, ah, let's try this tool, and I'll hand it to you. And I'll say, okay, now this is what the tool's supposed to do. This is why I'm giving you the tool, and I, you need to put it to work. I can't use the tool for you. You've got to work. And I'll, oftentimes clients will come in and say, how long is this going to take? And I'm like, I don't know. Work, <laughs> work Can you ask me in 15 minutes? Right. That's what I would do. I would okay. be like, oh, I hear it all. And I'll say, you know, if you want it to go quick, work your ass off. You have to do the work. I do not have a magic wand, yeah. but I do have a huge toolbox. What What's in the toolbox? Oh, my gosh. It's well, give been, me it's give been us 30 years. So, well, one thing is I will listen for patterns that people repeat often that we were talking about earlier, feeding anxiety. Right. And a lot of people today are struggling with anxiety. And so I'll listen to when they describe a problem. I'll be thinking about, okay, now how are they describing it? Are they feeding anxiety? Are they in shame and embarrassed? Um. And I will, one of the big tools I use is I will say to my clients, have you ever noticed that I tell you how sane you are? Mm. I spend so much time convincing you of your sanity to get you to believe it so that you'll unlock enough to fall in love with your problem. Then the problem becomes no big deal. Then you're not feeding anxiety into the problem. And you're freer to look at it, freer to manage it. And then you can hear me, especially when I give you a specific tool. And then suddenly your problems move quicker. Mm. The goal is never to not have a problem. Fall in love with these freaking problems. Right. And, and I want to say to my field, stop pathologizing the shit out of people. And just get them to relax and, and see that everybody's got stuff. Well, mm. you know, it's interesting because... You, one of the things that um, I read that you said is I believe I believe people are, are mostly stuck, not mm. sick or crazy. Right. So if suicide, depression, and anxiety rates are going up, oh. is that related to the they're not? It's not I a think sickness. A, it's I no. I still think people are stuck, and I think society is feeding anxiety in so many different ways right now. We were talking earlier about comparisons. People are comparing themselves, comparing their bodies, comparing their relationships, comparing their cars. Is that because of social media then? Social media, mm -hmm. the invasion. Our house is not our sanctuary unless we get it to be our sanctuary again. It is invaded by the world through 
technology. That is so true. And mm. through the computers, the internet, the iPads, and don't forget the phones, Alexa. television. Don't forget Alexa. Oh, Alexa. <laughs> no, oh my god. Oh Norris my gosh. Yeah. Um and so That's scary to me though. It is. And so all of this invasion into the phone into the home and and I have to say this to parents a lot, will you please understand that that phone is access to the world. You must monitor you must be involved with that phone and you must let your child know this is not just yours. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grab it at any time and I'm going to check. And because of this invasion and all this stimulation and what we see, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of stressful things. People, right. It's like, do you remember when 9-11 happened? Yes. And the World Trade Center, you know, we saw. Yeah. I had to tell people, will you please turn the television off? Mm-hmm. People were watching that 24-7. Over over, yeah. But we're yeah. wired, yeah. I think. I know. To, to mm-hmm. so be now, to but things like that. Before, we didn't have access. Right. So we naturally had these buffers of information that came in and fed anxiety and circuits in our body that pumped adrenaline. So do you think that's that we were better off before kids were better off I, I before? Do. Because it I, seems I like so. all these things I, I, like I anxiety, it's starting at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Denise, oh, you yeah. were talking about that too in schools. You're yeah. in schools all the time yeah. and you see all yeah. this stuff. I can't tell you how many people have asked me to address it in a children's book. Wow. In a children's picture book, anxiety and panic attacks and depression oh, and oh, talking terrible. to school counselors. And, and I've asked people, what do they, you know, why do they think it's so? And, you know, technology, but also the pressure, as Mary Grace is touching on, the pressure that um, we are putting on our children academically oh, to succeed yeah. and also um, uh, activities, um, you know, sports and things mm-hmm. like that. Structure. Parents it's believe a, that if I keep structure. my child Too much busy, right. that they won't get in trouble. They won't get they in trouble. Won't. Right. Yep. And they That's have so to understand true. that that concept in your head is fear-based. Mm-hmm. You are afraid. Well, if you are afraid, afraid to fail as a parent, afraid to fail, afraid your kids are going to get lost, afraid your kids mm-hmm. are going to get involved, mm-hmm. everything is fear based. But when you take that fear and you let outside of you control it and control your lives, so let's take a look at sports. So the coaches keep the kids busy even through Christmas, Christmas break, vacation, right. stuff like that. Right. Um, you aren't teaching your child or yourself that, no, you are a powerful person. You can make things better. You can say no. Right. You can start to push back at the world. And if you don't get the world the hell out of your family and your home, you have no respite. You have no sanctuary to refill your tank. You have the stimulation out of control. Once you get it back out of your life, then you control what's going into this body that's feeding anxiety. You just you just wow. hit on something, mm-hmm. though, that takes it even further back, and it's about family. I oh, mean, protecting so, families. Well, but the family unit has changed so much. Yes. And so, yes. you know, parents... You know, they're they're both working, or there's only one parent at home, and you know, so there people rely on technology, and they rely on those activities to keep their kids busy. Because if they are at home, let's face it, they can get into trouble, or they do. I mean, it's this is where I want to talk back to communities and say to communities, 
please, let's get back to protecting these kids Mm -hmm. because a parent can still. When I was younger in New York State, we had playgrounds. And in the summer, they had playground leaders. Yeah. And you spent the entire freaking day at the playground outside doing all these activities, fundraisers, playing kickball, dodgeball, all this stuff connecting with your neighbors. And it went away. And I, I say to myself, let's – so we – and they used to be high school girls. Mm-hmm. Two high school girls <laughs> ran each playground. But the community and society was still in that place of we've got to take care yes. of these kids. We have to take yeah. care of these kids. And there's choices that parents can still make that they're at the helm that they say, okay, I'm going to take care of my kid in this way. And it is hard right now because yep. parents are up against – Big kickback, right. you know, right. from the outside world. But right. I think you can still push back. I put, I've got two teenagers in high school. I am constantly on it. In fact, I said to my son the other day, okay, uh, I honor his technology. He has certain time periods. And I said, uh, you and I are going to a kickboxing class. No choice. Wow. What? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, go ahead. Complain, moan, whatever. Uh-huh. But we're going. Because he just lost a lot of weight. And so I said, we're going to move. And if you're going to do technology, you've got to move. Mm -hmm. And he's got, like I said, I got to show you how to take care of yourself. I'm really worried where tech addiction is going to go in the next five years. I said, and I got to make sure you're okay. And that's my job. And so we're going to take a kick. Andy's getting older. So I get to be with my son every Wednesday. Right, right, right. Doing a kickboxing class. But you you know how you were were saying, I remember when, you know, Mm. we had the playground and all that. And and I can remember coming home and my mom worked. um, Yeah. So you would come home, you go in the house, you didn't go outside, you didn't let anybody in, you followed all the, you know, everybody did. You had a list. Yep. And everybody did that. And now, like you said, with the technology, it's just... We can say, remember when, but it's never going to be that way again. I know. And, you know, this is where I want to speak to the tech world because I'm in the tech business, too. And I want to say, you know, God, if you have kids and you love your kids, let's freaking start to get responsible Mm -hmm. with technology. I mean, seriously, it is not done responsibly. Mm -hmm. No, And it needs to be. And there need to be monitors. And there needs to be experts leading the technology. How would you um, approach that? Because mm-hmm. you said you would like to talk to the tech world, or you know, I I'm doing my my I'm kind of jumping around here. That's but, okay. Um, I'm doing my next piece of technology, and I I get a lot of people saying, "Well, why don't you just um, base your technology on data? Let data drive what you're doing." But data is not always accurate. They're starting to find Can I that. tell you how much technology is data driven? They just randomly take whatever mm-hmm. and how many, whether it was a, a angel investor or venture capitalist, I said, <laughs> I finally got to the point where I said, shut the hell up. <laughs> oh my freaking God. This is expert driven. Like this is psychology. If we're going to be responsible, if we're going to do this right, have it expert driven. Make sure that darn information that you're giving that person is based on somebody who has 20 years experience. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of really experienced people that can feed this technology. Stop doing it where it's based on the data. I said, because you could hook up to the wrong area out there and get it driven and just base it on, well, we're going to, you know, these people are answering this way, so we're going to sell it this way. Right. No. Right. 
Take the helm back. I keep saying this. Take yeah. the helm back. And there back. are more and more studies coming out now saying that yes. the data is it's wrong. It's wrong. The algorithms, all of that it's stuff. Wrong. It's they're they're all skewed. Yes. Um so last time you were here, you talked about the app. Yes, yeah, my tell couples us about counseling app, okay, tell uh, us about which has um, been out now four years today. And congratulations. Yay. It came out Valentine's how Day. Does, how does that work? Um, it's a couples counseling app. Um, it helps couples through their issues. And it's, you know, it's based on my voice, how I talk. You're just stuck. You're not crazy. Um, so wait, so do you download the app? Tell you us download you the app from the app store. Okay, um, what's the name of the app? Apple right now has us on hold because I'm doing an advancement in my technology, but Android is still going right now. Okay. And um, so you go into your, your Apple store or you go into, what's the Android store? Um, I'll look it up. Yeah. Keep talking. I can't remember now because <laughs> I switched over to Apple. What's the name um, of the app? Though? It's Couples Counseling and Chatting. Because there's a, an ability in the app to chat to your partner. There's so how, do, how does system. that work? Like, so there's there's four main sections to the app. So first thing I did was I wanted to teach people some of the basic things that couples go through. And I wanted to normalize the stress that couples go through. And to get... Um, female types and male types to understand there is some differences right. and there's some misconceptions because of the differences that get some people to say, well, he wouldn't do this if he really loved me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, he would. <laughs> and he could love you deeply. Because <laughs> he did it. No. <laughs> um, because so, it's a difference. Right. Because there's a difference. Right. And um, so there, it's called the knowledge section. So you go through there, you answer some questions, you get some of my sarcasm, okay. um, and then I give you some homework. So I, I guess I'm trying to understand. So this is something that they can do from anywhere, right? Anywhere. They download it. Anywhere. And you're saying it's a couple's app, but... They communicate with you privately, right? Not so, with each yeah, other. So there's a knowledge section. Then there is a self-evaluation section where I want you to kind of take a look at yourself and what may be contributing to your problems. Then there's a situational evaluation section, which gets you to know there are situations in life that add to the stress of the relationship. And then there's a notebook where I want you, you know, typing some of your stress. And then there's ask the expert where you can write to me, text me, wow. and I will personally answer. And I've been doing it for four years. I think wow. I'm on like, I don't know, 40,000 different people wow. writing me so far really? from all over the world. So well, well, what, 40, what, made you decide, what made you decide to do just a couple and not do like an individual? That's what we were going to focus on first. Okay. So it okay. was, you know, what it was a concept. I, I started with the book, as Denise knows. <laughs> um, and Is then, the book done? Well, the book has taken a turn because now I have okay. this app, right? So the <laughs> book is about men and okay. their emotional um, expertise because I think men are very emotionally intelligent in a different way that has not been defined yet for people. Oh. And so that's, that's interesting. Please define yeah. that, would you? <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, yeah that is interesting. It is. And so, so, they, so the SES expert section has given me four years of people from all over the world writing me. And I had, I'll share one beautiful story, and I just love this story. It was um, a guy from India. And he said to me, "How I, I, I'm from an arranged marriage, and I'm 53 years old. How how do I become friends with my wife?" Mm. Wow! And I went, 
oh my God. And I said, he said, you know, she gets so, when she talks, she just gets upset with me. Like I, I want to just hug her, but at Whoa. that point she won't let me touch her. And I said, you know what? Sit down. And I didn't, I, well, I probably may have said, shut up and sit down <laughs> and, and do, stop talking and, and let her talk it out mm-hmm. and then just validate her reality. Don't validate or don't talk to her about what you think she should be thinking, what you think she should be doing. That's you putting your world on top of hers. She's already stressed out. Get your world the hell out of there. Just validate her experience because she's upset. And when a woman is upset, she needs to just feel connected with words and she needs to feel validated. And you'll see that if you do that for her, her anxiety will go down and you can say, you know, I had a thought, but do you want me to share it with you? And if she's calm, she may go, yeah, well, what were you thinking? Right. And I said, if you just validate and say, I am so sorry you're going through this. And if you just reach for her hand, watch what happens. And I thought, well, oh, I hope I hear from him again, because mm-hmm. sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. And I get this message back about four or five days later. And he said, oh, my gosh, she hugged me. <gasps> wow. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and I, I literally Aww. teared up and I wanted to go, what's your number? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was so happy. He's like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing your app. And I'm so happy. And she said, what's happened to you? Wow. And he said, well, I'm doing this app and mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure it out. And she was so touched that, that he, he cared enough yeah. that she said to him, oh, maybe you do care about me. Wow. And I said, you have to explain to her there's a difference between ignorance and maliciousness. Right. And people a lot of times are ignorant and don't know what to do. Right. And I say that to couples. If you're stuck, just call it out. Say, honey, I care about you. I don't want to be fighting. I just don't know what to do do. right now. Yeah. And then the defensiveness will fall. Right. Is it it difficult to connect with the client through an app? Because isn't part of what you do... Um, it was, you know, it was, but I've been working with people for so long. I could almost see them in my head. Really? Yeah. Because it's all about seeing patterns. Mm. And... um, I can, in fact, there was, we were working on this next piece of technology with a guy from Stanford for a little while, and I happened to have my iPad, and uh, I said, you know, look, I've been doing this for so long, and I pulled up the Ask the Expert, and there's a name and then a few words, and then you have to push a button to get the story. And so I said to him, well, look at like this person here, it's a cheating situation. And he's like, how do you know that? Mm -hmm. And I said, (laughs) well... This word right here is oh, telling wow. me there's cheating. Really? And he opened up. He goes, oh, my gosh, do that again. <laughs> and so I said, well, you know, when you've I've been submerged right. in this mm-hmm. for years. Right, right. And that's, again, why you get the experts right. to feed the technology. Right. Wow. And um, he was impressed. So wow. I, I was really thrilled because I've been fighting this for so long. So, so oh, have you have you had anyone from the app actually come to see you? No, but I've had okay. them call me on my home op- on my office. Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I got your app and I love uh-huh. it. And um, some people are, you know, some stories are just heart wrenching, mm-hmm. just sure. absolutely. And there are some countries that really come in strong. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, really? Oh, yeah. India and Africa, my really? two big countries that come in. And I'm so impressed um, because 
they are so connected to the problem and wanting to move it. Mm. And when they come in, they they give it to me straight. <laughs> like, wow. um, now, when, were were you surprised though when um, you you know India and Africa most of the marriages there are arranged? Mm. So were you mm. surprised that? Most of the people that are in in those relationships want to stay, right? Yes, and make it. Yeah. Yeah. And when I first heard it, I I I thought, oh wow, this is making me face you know prejudiceness that I've had that I didn't know I had. Mm -hmm. Um, Things you know there were when this guy from India came in, I just fell in love with them, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, an arranged marriage. Oh my gosh, you're writing about wanting to emotionally just, this guy loves her. Wow. Just can't figure it out. And she probably doesn't even know uh that he is really trying to connect. Wow. And do you know, it's men that are the predominant ones that write to me. Really? That was my next question. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Do you have more women, though, that actually come to the office? Or, or is no, it the my same? practice is is fifty fifty. Really? It is, oh, and good. I think it's because of what I've come to understand in the last fifteen, seventeen years about men, and that they have emotional expertise, and that we need to understand it. And even the books that I've read to research my book, I go, "Oh, will you stop with the bias that men are." emotionally stupid and that they don't expect much from them and they basically just care about sex. No. Men- but, but what's interesting though is that during these times right mm-hmm. now with everything that's going on, mm-hmm. you can kind of understand why people do have that perception. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of crap that's needed to be flushed out for a long time. Yeah, right. And I think right. women have needed to be empowered and men too, because there are men that are abused yeah, too. Going through it, right. We do not. And I, and I say this in, in, in my book, I say, we don't have a hotline for men. Men cannot go when they are getting battered. They cannot go to a friend. You're right. And say, my wife just hit me in the head with a pan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> True. They can't. Because yeah. they're going to laugh at them or whatever. They get laughed yeah. at. Yep. No, I right. had um, a client years ago who was describing this. Fu- I want to tell you a funny story about my family. And I had a neighbor who was telling us this story that when he was a little boy, his he was at his grandparents and his grandmother threw hot soup on him and burned him. And he passed out because he was burned so bad. And we just ate dinner. Oh, my gosh. And he thought this was funny. Mm -hmm. And so I said to him, I said, so let me get this straight. So if this was your grandmother and your grandfather poured the hot soup on him, and all of a sudden his wife went, oh, my God, that's not funny. Mm -hmm. And I said, if you really need to shift and you hear a story about a man in some way getting hurt, just say to yourself, how would I react if that was a woman, a girl, a female? What would I feel? And if you would go, oh, my God, you have to take a look at this. Because how many times I read Facebook, social media, High school teacher has affair 
with 12-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And I'm on there. It's not a freaking affair. She molested a child. Exactly. Period. Right. Stop calling it this. Right. Because it is not. And right. if we don't start protecting these boys as well as these girls, right. this is going to keep going. Wow. We have to intervene. Wow. And yeah, we it have can't be men, women, girls, boys. It I mean, can't. Right. Abuse is abuse. Right. Period. Right. Period. My mother-in-law works at a, you know, it's... It's abuse. And she they do have men that come in. Yeah. Mm, I mean, yeah. those are the bravest of the brave, the bravest of the brave. I have so many men that I have to convince. I'll, I'll kind of dig around because they have panic and things like that, just like women do. And I'll say, you know what? Tell me about your first sexual experience. Oh, well, it was the, the neighbor lady, my friend's mom. Oh, my God. And I'm like, he goes, but, you know, I, she taught me well. Mm-hmm. How old were I've you? I heard that same story 10. from a oh friend of mine. Oh, my yeah. God. 12, 14. Yeah. And they don't, they don't think it's, oh. you know, they've been so, they don't think anything's wrong They with don't. It. They're like, They're, wow. they uh, Well, and then this poor person who now has all this anxiety says, but, but I'm supposed to be proud of this. Do you know how messed up that makes the brain? Yeah. That you are allowed to be violated by an adult and and you're going to end up with those symptoms, but those symptoms are going to make you think you're nuts in the head. Wow. When did you have a shift uh, in your growing your business when you realized this, like, and you took on this approach? I think, well, my husband helped, um, my husband helped uh, because he was he was good at dealing with my Italian personality. Oh boy, um, <laughs> yeah, because I would go off and you know, good job, Justin. Oh, we, we, don't, we don't do that, do we? Yeah, oh, yeah. Italian I would get girls. you know, and I call it a machine gun of words. Like if you got me worked up, boy, and, and Did then you I'm point like, the finger. Oh, freaking oh, wow. the middle the middle finger. <laughs> oh my god. And he one time said to me, we were preparing for Christmas, and he said, will you please just stop? Sit down. You are assuming I don't care to help you. And I do. I just don't have a list in my head of all the things that need to be done to clean the house. If you write it down, I will be glad to do it. So that was a turning point. I was yeah. like, damn. <laughs> wow. I go, I don't. Well, I don't know what to do now. Right, right. I, and I said, okay. And I said, I'm sorry. I am so, I was. And he goes, I can only imagine. I'm like, yeah, that you were a little <laughs> son of a bitch and you selfish little boy. And frick, 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 you know, I went to town in my head. And he goes, I can just see your adrenaline. Like it just, and, and that's why I call it the machine gun of words. Like, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm double fisted. Both are coming out. And he taught me to just relax. And he would have this saying that he would say, I'm on your team. Oh, that's Give me your good hand. One. Mm-hmm. Shut up and take my hand. And oh, I like that. I do yeah. too. Uh-huh. I'm on yeah. your team. I like that. I'm a lot. on your team. And I and I teach that now. I say, mm-hmm. you know what? You're on the same team. Just call out that you're stuck, that you don't want to be stuck. Right. And take a breath and hold hands. Wow. And they do. Wow. They do. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now I know that you're working on a new app. So what we're going to do right now, though, is take a quick break because um, Denise already finished her drink and we need to refill. (laughs) 
wonderful drinks <laughs> that she made for us today. Have you even had a sip of no, yours? No, I haven't yet. Pass that yeah, on down here. I know. Baby. We're going to have some birthday cake for the birthday girl. So we're going to take Woo-hoo. a quick break. And what are we going to do right now? We are going to listen to Rocky's new single that was released today. Today. And it's called Single Forever. Single Forever. Ooh. So we're listening to that. Ooh, appropriate like for that. Valentine's yeah. Day, right? Yeah. yeah. All Forever. Right, so enjoy the song. We will be right back. One night out of 365 was all that it took To realize I don't know the look A first fight in late night, 4am dry Took me by complete surprise You light up a smoke and now I see it clear It's not what you said, it's the things that I hear Please what you did, it's my thoughts you provoked And I know Beautiful. 
absolutely beautiful. I love um, it. Mary Grace stepped out of the room, but uh, you missed a what, something. You missed the words, but it, it was. Um, it's not what you said; it's what I heard. Mm. Yeah, which is exactly what you were exactly. just saying. Perfect, right? Which is exactly. so true. That's why people get stuck, or why yep. there are problems. You exactly. think I'm saying this? I'm not yeah. saying. That. I mean, right. I know I do. Right? Yeah. Right. You know. Yep. And, and we don't hear, we typically listen um, in in a way that we just want to defend without yep. really listening? Yep. To yep. what anyone says. That's right. Well, yeah. you lose intention. Right. You lose intention. What is the person really intending? And that's, I often say that with couples, I say, you know, what, what, let's just have you stop talking for a minute. What do you think he's intending here? What is his, what do you think he wants to have happen to you? And I'll say that to her too. You know, mm-hmm. what do you think he's doing right now? And they'll, they'll mess it up. It's always well, the opposite. Right? I think he's such an, and he's like, I do not feel that way. Or she'll say, no, that's not what I'm doing at all. Right. And I'll say, this is the sad part. You have to slow down enough. Slow down enough. I do YouTube too. Oh, and do I, you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Well, tell us about that real quick. Psyched yeah. by MG is is my YouTube channel, and I have this YouTube video that I watch. It's the one I I really see, and it's about befriending time because everyone is moving so fast that they're making a lot of mistakes. And that you have to see time as an asset. Befriending time. Even if it's don't get up and leave your desk and run. Walk slow. Take a breath before you talk. Sit back. Ask yourself to breathe. Because then you're slowing down your heart rate enough to think more clearly. And that itself makes time go slower. Which is, yeah. Yes. Take... Mm befriend time it is supposed to be something that adds accuracy to conflicts like it's supposed to be something that is a benefit not something you dread and hate if you're if you sit quietly and you're feeling distressed something's bothering you get a journal write as fast as you freaking can don't have anybody read it Get yeah. that one episode where I said I go in my closet and do this all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, what, I look what, up and what do say choice words. <laughs> go back on that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do in the closet? <laughs> yeah. So, but write as fast as you can and let your mind purge. And if you go back and read it, you'll see something that's bothering you that might surprise you. And take a deep breath and say to yourself, "This is not lethal. I have choices." I can change this. Let me just try to relax. I, you know, I have a journal. That's what I wanted to ask you about. And I've never written in it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I have Seriously? It. Yeah. Because sometimes people look at the blank page and I they do. don't know where to start. Yeah. They don't know what. That's pretty much to, me. And yeah. I tell people, don't try to write prose. Get that the hell out of the journal. Mm-hmm. This is a place to purge your freaking mind of all the crap that comes into it all day long. I had a guy, God, I love this story. <laughs> I said, I want you to keep a journal. I'm like, dude. So one day he came in, he's like, okay, I, I've been writing in my journal. And I said, that's cool, great. And he goes, you want to know where it is? And I said, where? He goes, it's on the back of my toilet. <laughs> I go, Perfect that place, is right? brilliant. <laughs> that is brilliant. That, he's multitasking. Uh-huh. Right, right. And he's, he goes, and he goes, you know what? 
He goes, it actually, I write in my journal. He goes, and I'm starting to see some things that have been bothering me that I didn't even know was bothering me. Wow. And I said, if you do it regularly and don't make it like a homework assignment, like right. it can be two minutes, it can be 15 don't turn it into it can something be sloppy. That it, oh, please! I, I'd rather that it's sloppy. Yeah. Run the sentences together. This right. is for an English teacher, right? But that, and then I usually say, don't read it for twenty four hours. Like, just let it come out. And so, so is it just what you're thinking? Things that are in your head. You yep. Just kind you of just let your down. thoughts go, like, okay. and, and it doesn't okay. have to make sense. You just purge, purge. People have sleep problems. Mm-hmm. I mm. always say two hours before bedtime. Write as much as you can. You can even start out by saying, oh, my God, I'm stressed out. This day sucked. I am so effing fucking pissed off, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then you can write that over and over again. And some, then you want to write something else and just write and write and okay. write and write. Then you close the journal. Don't pick it up and reread it. Go do something mundane and you'll have a better chance at sleep. Because mm-hmm. when you wake up, your subconscious is trying to talk to you. You've got pressure built up. And I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have, st- and I can't sleep. So, or write yeah. to wow. somebody even, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. some okay. people write to God. Um, some mm. people, sometimes I write to my children mm-hmm. knowing that they'll get it mm-hmm. when Years I'm gone. Later. Oh, yeah. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so I can really cool. put things that, okay. you know. I'm, but I'm, don't yeah. write to the person you're pissed at. Yeah. So, okay. So because, don't write to me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> because I already what, was on that. Jack, yeah. You know? sure. <laughs> right because what will happen is you'll start to hear them going back and forth with you. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it needs to be one sided to get rid of stress. Gotcha. Mm. Make okay. no rules. Write whatever you want. And and if you're afraid somebody's going to see it, either put it in a safe place, burn it, rip mm-hmm. it. It doesn't mm. matter. But just write it down. Just yeah. get it get yeah. it out of okay. your head yeah. and onto paper uh, and get okay. it out. Yeah. So do that. what's happening now with your business? Because you're on to another project. <sighs> yes. <laughs> we're, we're trying to push the technology, um, this next piece of technology, which I can't give too many details about. Um, we are going to go into a testing phase with to see how it works. Um, and then within a few weeks, if you watch my Twitter or you watch my Facebook, um, and give us those sites, what are the, sites? uh, the Twitter, it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just found out what that Android thing was, by the way. You did. <laughs> What's the what Android store? The Android thing. Okay. It's the Google Play Store now. It used to be Android Market. Ah, but okay. Google Play Store. So Google yes. Play Store, they can get the, the app, the couples counseling and yes. chatting. Yes. Is that what it's yes. called? app yeah okay and then if you go to my twitter which is at psyched by mg um it mg randazzo dash ratliff at psyched by mg uh you um can see when i'm going to launch this next mvp which is a minimum viable product okay so we're going to launch it um i i think we're going to launch it on facebook messenger and um you can now just be aware that it's a minimum viable product. So it's going to be restricted to what it can do in functionality right now because we're testing it. Um, and then if enough people get in there and like it, um, we're going to go on to create this unique piece of technology that can, hopefully can, will reach a lot of people. Can we ask what 
it will resolve? What problem will it fix? I'm hoping a lot of different ones. Okay. Um, not, okay. so, uh, there's couples, of course, but anxiety, oh. depression. Wow, really? Substance abuse. Yeah. Through an app. Yeah, through through technology. Through technology. So it's going to go further than an app. Oh. It's going to be in an oh. app, but it's going to go further than wow, an app. Wow, that so. sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we've been working for a long time on this one. How and long have you been working on it? It probably started... Well, probably after this app launched, they kind of pushed me to go further, um, which would have been probably about three years mm-hmm. now, three oh, and a wow. half years. Okay. Um, and it's a journey. You know, I'm a, a woman in technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but technology isn't your background, right? No. No. Which is so funny. Okay. Because okay. I still have trouble with the freaking remote. No, and, and something else that, that you and I have talked about, Mary Beth, touch on okay. that with with uh, with us right now. Um, you just said it, but talk about it more about how you're not perceived the same in the workforce, and yeah. you're not used to that. But now, men aren't seeing you necessarily. No, it's so. Is funny. that because, These in the are, technology part? No, men. Or, you know, because I have a team, and um, my husband's on the team. Honey, I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Um, but I'm about to put you under the bus. Um, Uh-oh. but anyway, <laughs> take a break, Dustin. <laughs> take a break. Dustin. Go, go, go get a drink. Back. Refill. Um, but the, the whole issue of mansplaining is real. I lived in private practice for, you know, 25 years exclusively. And, um, and, but I grew up during the feminist movement. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, didn't take shit from anybody. And, um, but when I got kicked back into this world where there's technology and I was on a team of all men and I was going up, you know, in front of like angel investors and mm. the room was 40 men and maybe two women, I was just shocked at what I was experiencing and the interruptions that occur when I start to talk, I'll get a couple words in mm-hmm. and then someone will jump in and attempt to explain what I'm thinking Oh, I can't stand oh, it. Wow. And, oh, wow. And then make it their own mm-hmm. and then try to teach me what I'm about to say. Wow. And I and I at first would just get real quiet, shut down. Now I'm like, listen, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I am talking. I ain't going to deal with this shit right now. Whatever you got, hold it. Yeah. And I even I did a pretty major meeting with a wonderful uh, advisor from Seattle, which I have some hopes for. Um, and I just got started and a part of the team said to me, Hey, Mary Grace, um, I want to stop you for a minute. And I said, no, you can't. I said, just shut up. (laughs) I said, I'm going to finish what I have to say. (laughs) And I learned to speak up. Now, that being said, these are really good men. Right. These are men who were not trying to hurt me. They were not trying to do anything. They tend to want to take care of me a lot. Yeah, they probably mm-hmm. tried to help. They thought they, they were helping. They they're yeah. helping. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, guys, two things. One, if I did this to you, you'd freaking just talk over me, which I'm learning to do. Um, only I have no problem saying shut up, <laughs> um, which I know we're in the Midwest, but in the East, my people in the East will be like, yeah. <laughs> um, but... Also, the other thing that they tend to do is they they want me to understand their positions. But I asked them one time, do you understand mine? 
You have a lot of expectations of me to know what you're going through and what's going on with you. And I had a deep conversation with my husband about this. I said, do you know what my experience is like? Have you spent time with that? And innocently, like truly, these guys care and are devoted and right. committed. And that that's what actually kind of made it really hard for me to speak up harshly. But they're like, oh, my, my husband's like, you know what? I don't. Wow. And I said, and I don't think you do that on purpose. Right. I think it's just, again, the way society goes. Right. And how we bring up, right. you know, boys and men. And women don't realize they have to have some demands. Don't be abusive back. Don't turn that on. But to go, listen, you need to stop. Are you aware right. of what you're doing right now? Wow. And it's not okay. And I respect you. You got to respect me. This is how it's going to work. And speak up and stop submitting to your fate, I call it. You know, just right. going along. So mm-hmm. what is the um, the goal, the target date for the this new era? We're hoping that we're going into testing next week. Um, and then uh, we test for two weeks, and then after that, we launch the MVP. So we've got the demo going right now, which is a minimum viable demo for t- testing. And then um, we're going to test for two weeks, get a bunch of feedback from people. Jackie, you guys, I should have you test it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to. the feedback. And I'll then we be committed. She'll commit me. Your <laughs> results came in. <laughs> I better not do You've it. You've got problems. <laughs> you we already know that. Really? No, you have to actually do a persona. You oh. have to be somebody. So, oh, yeah. like an alter ego? Yeah. 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 Oh, that yeah. would be fun. Yeah, okay, so it's going into uh, testing, testing right now. In a couple weeks. Yeah, it'll go into testing. It'll be in testing for two weeks. Then we go back and we redo it. I'm hoping to launch, I think, March 1st on Facebook Messenger. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That is yeah. exciting. Yeah. Well, here's where I want to take this conversation now, um, because you have seemed to figure out what your purpose is yeah. in life, right? Yeah. I mean, I know if you go back and you listen to the first time you were on yeah. the show and you and people get to hear your backstory, you were very open about what yeah. you went through. You know, you um based on what you went through growing up and everything else, you you really shouldn't be a happy person. No. No. I should and be probably stuck. Very heavy. I should be divorced. I should be in poverty. Um I grew up financially really struggling. You know, there was a time my mother had to go to the church to get the cheese and the bread because the cupboards were bare. It was in the seventies when the divorce rates were one and two. Um, the feminist movement was going on back then. So a lot of women, you know, were saying I'm done, but it, it ended up having this effect where parents left their kids. Like they stopped parenting as well as stopped being married. Mm-hmm. And, um, I ended up living in my house growing up by myself, you know, with a leaky roof, no phone, no television, no washer and dryer. Everybody moved out. And I'm a senior in high school, you know, and I got my food stamps and I'd go to the grocery store and I'd wash clothes in the tub and really, really struggled. And through that struggle, I did some amazing things. Number one, I prayed. Um, I had no problem. You know, I used to talk to Mary every night. You know, I grew up Catholic mm-hmm. and, uh, and I then, um, found myself doing these things. Like if I get in the cold shower, cause I always had a cold shower, 
I would say, you know what? This cold water is going to be so good for me. And when I'm older, uh, my skin is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I jump in the shower. Mm -hmm. And I'm saving water for other impoverished Mm -hmm. people in the world. And I would Mm -hmm. do these things. I would do these talks to myself. And I was not afraid to listen, though. I think this is what I say to clients all the time. You can't get so stubborn with your crap that you don't listen to people. And when they're trying to help you, you got to know that that's happening. You have to shut up and listen. And it might piss you off, but you've got to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And when you're a low man on a totem pole and you're in poverty, I just knew to listen to certain people. And I had some real little angels in my life who said, you have to get educated, get an education. And that one of them was my grandmother who left school in the eighth grade to take care of her brother back then. And she's like, I want you educated and I want you out of here. And um, I listened and I would pray. And I also, you know, would read books. Um, There's a book by, um, it's called Living, Loving, Learning by Leo Biscaglia. Uh, He was out of Berkeley, California, and he wrote a course on love because he realized people were getting more and more detached. Mm. And at first Berkeley thought, it was a joke, but it turned out the waiting list to get into his course was like off wow. the charts. Yeah. Well, speaking of waiting list to get into a course, and actually, I think it's Harvard or Berkeley. It's one of those. Um, there's a course on happiness <gasps> now, and there is a long waiting it list is. to yeah, get into are it. Happy. And mm-hmm. so, what? Why are we so obsessed in our culture to find happiness? And what is happiness? What is it? I think you're trying to find it outside of yourself. And again, you have to find it inside yourself. But but what do, but what is that? I think it's contentment and I think it is when you get up in the morning and you like what you're doing, you have connections in your life, you have quality relationships. You can't take the freak freaking beamer with you. You can't take the Prada bag. It's about the relationships and it's about connecting and it's about slowing down enough. Parents out there, your kids grow up fast, slowing down enough to play the board game, to laugh, to turn everything off, to have the good talk. I tell couples all the time, 10 minutes a day each, you sit down together, he talks and you talk or she and she or he Mm -hmm. and he, whatever you, you prefer, you just talk. And connect. Just once you get started, you'll feel it. And it can be a daughter and a mom, a son and a mom, a son Mm -hmm. and a dad. It can be a friend and a friend. Connect. If you are a single person, I want to know what kind of community you got around you. I want to know if you're out there doing things that you enjoy doing. If you're going to want to meet somebody, join something that you like to do. Start out with your interest Mm -hmm. because at least you'll go there. And you'll get something from it. What when people come in to see you and they say things like, I'm not happy. Yeah. What 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 are they really saying, do you think? Well, they'll say I'm not happy, and then I'll ask them, Okay, you're so something's stuck somewhere. Let's let me take a look. How long has this been going on? Who's in your life? How isol my first thing is how isolated is this person? Isolation is the root of some serious illness. Mm. And, and people think because of technology that isolation mm, shouldn't be a problem when the exact right. opposite. It's the exact opposite. Mm, yeah. You need right. 
someone to look at you, to hear you, to acknowledge that interaction. you. Yeah. And to be yeah. real. And it, to be real. I mean, and we t- have energy that comes from this body. We mm-hmm. need to connect. Right. So it's not yeah. how many likes you have on Facebook or <laughs> right. friends or whatever oh, it is, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, what a lot of people think is that, though. I know. How many and our young kids. Oh, our yeah. young kids. I, I have 1,500 friends. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. very popular. Like, yeah, you know. those are real friends. Yeah, yeah. When you brought up that you wanted to talk about this, I took to asking people that I know. I would say, oh, are you happy? And the responses oh. were really interesting. What kind um, of responses well, did you get? Well, a lot get? of people said, define happy. Right. Or define mm. happiness, which of course, you know me and looking words up. Yeah. I did. I looked up happiness and it said the state of being or happiness. What is happiness? Define happiness. The state of being happy. Yeah. <laughs> what well, does that mean? Know, and I know. That, that means nothing. Which right. I, so confused. That's my point. <laughs> don't, don't confuse happiness with being elated. Mm. I think people put those two things together and elation is temporary. It comes and goes. It comes mm-hmm. and goes. Based on a situation yes. or remote or whatever. Happiness is calm. It's feeling rooted. Happiness can be just sitting in your house with a great cup of tea. I mean, do you think happiness is like a real thing? I mean, as far as I I don't I, I don't like the way it's used. I just feel I, like I people... think it's a, a very elusive word. Yes. I think what Mary Grace yes. said, I tend to think of content. Yes. You know, being okay with yourself and where you are right now in your life. Yeah. And yeah. not having that, you know, that anxiousness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, there have been so many studies done. And I, I just think that that's the, what I was getting back from people was define happy or, you know, I had somebody say, no. Really? <laughs> no, I'm not. Did right you give this, a Mary Grace number? Said, right, right this minute, I am not happy. happy. Oh, <laughs> really? And then she went on to say why, which, yeah. you know, yeah. some of it was. And I think that's it, too, that it's fluid. Yeah. You know, it, right. it comes and it goes. Yeah. You don't, you know, when you're pissed well, off. I know and, it does with me. Yeah. So it, but it, but yeah. do you think, like, for example, with younger um, kids who, you know, the suicide rate is mm-hmm. up for young girls, mm-hmm. 12-year-olds, do you think that, they don't understand the word happy because I always feel like happy is just sort of like this fantasy thing. Like like people, a fluffy. Yeah, like this fluffy, emotional, like you walk around with a big smile on your face and you're well, just, the everything's girls great. Are so, they're so inundated with images of what it's supposed to look and like. The yeah. And the bullying and stuff That they're not being encouraged to just be, be with themselves. themselves. Yeah. Right. And... And figure out what they like and what their interests are. And, you know, I have talks with parents a lot of times where I say, will you please get out of the way? Like, they need to figure out who they are. Stop defining it when they're right. three mm-hmm. and saying they're going to be this ballerina right. and they're going right. to do competitive right. dance. Right. Stop defining who these children are right. when they're three and four years old. Right. My son is a great hockey player. Player, I was yeah. so shocked at three years old. He was on the skates and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get him into hockey. Well, good for you. I hope you don't stop listening to this child. Right. I hope you don't stop asking and exploring and because he might want to be a dancer, not a hockey player. My son, I wanted him to get exercise. So I said, let's play soccer. And I'm on the sideline saying, if you'll just kick the ball once, I will give you 50 cents. By the end of the season, I will buy you a skateboard. And my son's like, no, thank you. <laughs> and, I, and he's like, oh, I hate this. And I'm yeah. like, you really hate this. He goes, oh, I hate it. And I'm like, okay, we okay. have to finish. Mm-hmm. 
but you're done. We have to figure out what. You may right. be somebody who likes to exercise alone. Right. I don't know what your preference is, but we'll have to figure it out. Right. Don't push your agenda on your kids. Right. Because that's not going to And it's make hard to do, kid. especially as a new parent. I remember with yeah. Rocky, I, I, Denise and yep. I were talking about this story. When Rocky was young, she's listening. Um, <laughs> Hi, Rocky. She's Hi, Rocky. <laughs> she, um, she used to tell me all the time that she wanted to be a singer. And Aww. well, of course, I was a new mom and, yeah. you know, in the corporate world. And I was like, no, you're not going to be a singer. You're crazy. <laughs> you're no, going you're going to college dance. Right. You're going to get in gymnastics. Yeah. We're gonna, and I did. I put her in all those things. And she got kicked out of all those things. <laughs> well, and she had a strong enough soul. Uh, she did. an older yeah. one. That but it, said, it took me, I, I didn't realize it until much later yeah, that, caught up. wow. But that's true for a lot of parents. Right. It's, that's yeah. what I mean, though. Yeah. I mean, but so that's one side of it. But then what about people, you know, our age group that haven't figured out what their purpose is or their well, I know or when the I meaning? Was, when I was in elementary school, I actually wanted to play the violin. Really? I was like, oh, I want to put and, and you know, um, my mom was a single parent. Well, her and my dad got divorced when I was like probably like twelve or something mm-hmm. like that. And um we had this music class in school and we we were supposed to be able to pick our instruments yeah. and stuff. And we didn't have a lot of money and mm-hmm. we did the same thing, the cheese and yeah. all of that. And um I go in and, and I think we had to pay some form or some kind of yeah payment or something. And we didn't have the money. So yeah. it's like, and I still, to this day, I, I'm, you know, 57 years old. And to this day, I still go, gosh, what if I, if I'd have had that violin? Nora, I, you I could need to take yeah. lessons and start. You know, you know not too late. I, I and, and a lot of times you don't think that kind of stuff bothers you. But it I does. think about it all the yeah. time. It does. Give it yeah. to yourself. I always say to people, listen, when you're young and you're living in your parents' house, you don't have choice. You are trapped. You don't mm-hmm. make the money. You can't say no. Right. You got to be there. But when you become an adult, you have free will. And get out of the gate that you can bring to your life and bring to yourself what you want. Mm-hmm. And if you want good relationships, if you want to be happy, if you have a passion, some of you got to work harder for it, just like I did. That's true. And you others, you know, yeah. just need to know that they need, they have choices. Mm-hmm. And if, if you have anxiety, number one, we were just talking about this. You have to give yourself choices Mm -hmm. because the root of anxiety is entrapment. You're Mm. so scared. You have no choice. You get hopeless and in a despair thing. And you have to immediately give yourself a choice. And it can be anything from, you know, you're scared to be in a store. You say, you know what? I can go outside and get fresh air. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you're trapped in a marriage. First thing, I have a choice. I can call a therapist. I can get a book. I'm going to just start. You always give yourself a choice. And when you have something like, you know, you come up in poverty and you're not used to choices, especially mm-hmm. when you get older, you grab the violin, mm. you do the violin and you can even decide, you know what? I'm playing the violin. I don't even like it. <laughs> right. But I yeah, tried, tried it. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had a scientist one time who came in and he's like, well, if I wanted to be an astronaut, I couldn't. And I said, no, but you can get involved in things it, that may has- take care of the need. Mm-hmm. You can study things, join groups. You know, be a part of organizations that fill the need. Yeah, and that's true. I find that we we always like we put a um uh uh hamper on 
on our our dream or even something that we're thinking about because we tell ourselves, oh, you can't do that. I know. Oh, you're not. Yeah. That self-talk oh, yeah. is got oh, you to can't. stop. Yeah. No, I was laughing because I was like, oh, you can't wear that. And I'm like, yeah, you can't wear that. You know? Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, in all seriousness, yeah. we do. Yeah. Especially me. I shoot myself yeah. down. So. Yeah. Uh, Rocky, really, 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 she's listening in because Aww. she wants to call in. So I think she has a question. <laughs> call in, Rocky. So, um, well, she doesn't Rocky. have the number, so she's going, I, she's texting Rock. me going, I want to call it's in. Five, five, five. Two, four, eight. No. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Rocky, go ahead. Two, four, eight, five, seven, nine, five, two, nine, five. Okay. So. Two, four, eight, five, seven, nine, five, two, nine, five. Okay, Yay. so we'll have her call in, but go ahead. Well, I wanted to uh, talk all this happy talk. Um, I remember <laughs> talk. my sister Paula went to Nepal, and when they returned, she was talking about how happy the people there mm. are. They don't, you know, she said they don't have shoes. They they live in these huts. They, right. you know, I mean, they don't have a pot to piss in. Right. It, mm-hmm. If you know, now I'm talking like an American, but um, they were all so happy. Yeah. Why did she think they were happy? They were smiley. They were well, and and you know, here's the thing. I think about happy. I think that it's we're in such a me 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 society that everything is about us, and that mm-hmm. it's when we are giving or doing something. Connecting. That's why when we say yeah. that we're you know we need to find a purpose, right? It's usually because that purpose involves helping other people, right? That's what fills us up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just acquiring things for right. us. That does, right. That's that's never right. going to make us happy. And there's enough studies that have said that. Yes. Right. I mean, there's yes. a lot of very wealthy, successful yes. people right. that are very miserable. Yes. And I, yes. right. Right. I think They're the very... number one thing that, you know, in, in reading and, and doing a little bit of research, and it makes perfect sense, that the thing that may, that we need in our lives the most to make us happy, whatever that means, but to content... It is what Mary Grace said. It's our relationships. It's our yeah, connections people. with people. And and I don't want to blame technology on everything because here Mary Grace is having mm-hmm. this <laughs> some great apps coming out. Um, and we all use it, but it's making sure that it we keep that teeter totter yeah. in balance. Yep. That we're right. not letting Turn that yep. take us away from the interaction that we have yes. or face to face. Um, and you're talking about real relationships. Yes. Real yes. relationships, Facebook not friends and, on yes. Facebook. Right. I think that's right. the, the, you know, and yes. not being, yes. you know, right. uh, isolated. You've the been talking isolation about. Isolation is a root of a lot of problems. All that. And and I, I know people who are very much into technology, but they're isolated. Mm-hmm. They yeah. isolate themselves. They think that technology. And the longer they do it, the harder it is to connect. Yeah. The wow. harder it is, the longer you're isolated, the harder it is to get out of isolation. Mm. Wow. So connecting and relationships. And don't expect yourself. <laughs> Clients will do this. I'll say, you have to understand, when you first want to change and you want to break a pattern, it's going to suck. You're not going to want to go. I remember when I needed to lose weight. And I, <laughs> back years ago after I had my son. And I had to go to Weight Watchers. I wasn't in the car singing, yippee, yeah, going to Weight Watchers, going to get on the I scale, know, I know. love it. <laughs> yeah, we're happy. <laughs> it is not life. I was like, I'm so upset. Don't beat yourself up. This sucks. I'm going to get on the scale. And I hated it. And I hated yeah. it. And I hated it. And then I lost 10 pounds. And I went, 
ah, I feel better. Right. You have to do it until you get there. That dumb Nike phrase, fake it till you make Make it. it. Just do it. Yeah. You know, just do it. it. Move forward. And suddenly something in your brain is going to be like, oh, my God. I'm feeling better. Mm -hmm. But if you wait to feel better to do it, you're screwed. It's not going to happen. So push through it. Doing those things gets you unstuck. Yep. Getting unstuck leads you to happiness. Yes. Mm. Yes. I think we solved a big problem (laughs) in the world today. Can we drink now? (laughs) Let's cheers to that. Denise, by the way, this drink is amazing. What is is. this? Thank you. It's tequila and and mix and cranberry juice and and tequila. It's so good. (laughs) And more tequila. And I think we have Rocky on the phone. Do we? Rocky. Hi, guys. Hi, Rocky. Rocky. I love the song. Congratulations on the song, Rocky. It's amazing. We love it. Thanks, guys. You're missing Thanks. my pound cake. I'm so upset I'm not there. I was like, if I leave right now, I'll yeah. there. <laughs> I know. We miss you, but no, you, go ahead. This is such an amazing uh, talk that you guys are having, and I'm, I'm this one's so Aww. bummed I can't be there. But with the pursuit of happiness, um, I kind of, in my head, like, relate it to just being at peace. Is there, like, a trick to – because I feel like the euphoria that we consider to be happiness and, like, joy – it's always short lived, you know, it's not like yeah. joyous every day and just being at peace every day. Is there a trick to that? There is no trick. Mm-hmm. And I always say, please don't ever expect that, that, you know, you can't be at peace every day. Life can be hard. There's bullshit that happens. You can get PMS. You freaking don't <laughs> sleep. I mean, there's so many factors that can lead into not feeling good. What you have to do, though, is know how to take care of yourself when you don't feel good. And you know how to do good self-care, which is to say, you know what? I do this thing with my clients. I say they come in, they're really bottomed out, and they feel like shit. And I say, you know what? Here's your prescription. It's a chicken soup night. I said, you're going to go somewhere, get the best freaking chicken soup. You're going to go home, put your sweats on. And I want you to get a movie that is easy, that is light, and you're going to put yourself to bed. Like the Godfather. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Or who's the therapist on the Godfather? Um, but, you know, that it's knowing how, I think, if you're looking at the overall view of happiness, which is more contentment, it's knowing how to good self-parent and take care of yourself so that when you're in the rough spot, you're not there as long as you could be. And you can get yourself out of it to the point where you're building your self-esteem, you're building your value, you're building your confidence, and you're enjoying life more often than not. Because you're going to yeah. get days that just Yeah, that's suck. a good point. Mary right. Grace. Right. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. yeah. Is there a difference between not being happy and being depressed? I think so. I think you can not be happy and not be depressed. Um, everybody goes through mild being bummed out and people say depressed. Um, Clinical depression is a a much more serious thing. You can't get out of bed. You can't Mm -hmm. function. You can't find joy even in things that should be joyful. You don't have hope. Yeah. You you lose hope. So that's not because you're stuck in life. That's like, that could be a lot of things, right, Mary Grace? It could be because people who start off just feeling sad, if they feed it, and beat themselves up and isolate Mm -hmm. and give up their power and just start laying around, Mm -hmm. they're feeding it. 
um, other people have like a true a biological chemical imbalance oh, wow. okay. that I will say to them, um, are you exercising at all? Are you, what is your eating like? You know, when I was trained, we looked at a number of factors, environmental, you know, what you're putting in your body. Um, what is your relationships like? What is feeding your sadness mm-hmm. to the point where you're getting grounded? Wow. And um, we have to watch today because they're throwing medication at people like it's freaking candy. Right. And they it's are. some bull right. crap. Yes, they are. And people need to know our diagnostic manual now is funded by the drug company. Mm. Oh, you wow. You have to understand this. Mm-hmm. So we can diagnose a toddler, a two-year-old, all the wow. way up to a 94-year-old that we say, oh, they're just getting forgetful. They're uh-huh. 94. Oh, no, they can have a diagnosis now. We can give them medicine. So you have wow. to- you have to push back again at the world a little bit and we have to get back to our own instincts and we have to get time in there and breathe enough to hear our instincts talk inside and we have to build ourselves back up and stop letting the outside world control you. Right. You know, something that I read over and over, I, I, my, my poor husband is so sick of me saying this, but there are so many studies out there that show that exercise. Oh, is as good, if not better, than some of the antidepressant mm-hmm. medicines. I I know people that have depression, and it's a clinical. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. in their genetic makeup, and I'm not mm-hmm. talking about that kind of depression. Right. But if you, even for anxiety, and and you know, mm-hmm. right, um, yeah, milder forms of depression where you're sad, yeah. where you just mm-hmm. don't. Where's my life going? And that those feelings, mm-hmm. that exercising, the chemicals that are released the are better for you mm-hmm. than. The medicines. And I'm glad you brought that up, Mary Grace, because I have, I'm very passionate about this. We have to understand that drug companies. Please. It is based on money. Not all. And I, it is now. You have to understand that. There are drugs that I would take in a heartbeat if it would help me, you know, live a better life. But we have to understand and go back to what you just said about our instincts Mm -hmm. and taking care of our bodies and doing the things that we can do before we pop a pill. Right. That's right. Exactly. The other thing too. Speaking from like, I have clinical depression and like I've, it's been something I've dealt with for years and years and years. And I am, I don't take drugs if I don't need them. Like I don't mm-hmm. go to the doctor yeah. for a cold. I, you know, yeah. I'm very like healthy. I'm, I, yeah, I self care, you know, and one of yeah. the things that really surprised me was just the lack of like testing. I went to my doctor, mm-hmm. I went to a doctor a few years ago and said, you know, I'm having these issues and you know, what can I do about them? And they, they were like, we'll take this, we'll test you to see if you are depressed. And then I have an, I have ADHD. And so they were, you know, kind of going to test me. And the test was literally a survey. And I was like, this, I could cheat my way through. Oh yeah. And people do easily. Mm -hmm. And so I put it off. I was like, this is not even right. Like this is not, you know, we used to spend, you know, many, many sessions evaluating what we call the, all the accesses, like your environment, your food, you know, history, you know, other people in your family that may have struggled. We used to spend time getting to know you and mm-hmm. looking at all the areas because we knew that if you took this drug and you thought that that was the fix, you were not going to know that you in yourself were in control and that you could make things better. That Mm -hmm. drug is an aid. Mm -hmm. It is not the answer. 
And it's killing me right now because everyone can prescribe. You know, I'm finding, you know, oh, I went to my OBG and Mm -hmm. I got this drug for my bipolar. And I'm like, did you see a psychiatrist? I do wonder why the psychiatrists aren't losing their crap because anybody can be therapists now. That's crazy. That's crazy. And give you anything. And these drugs are not tested as long as they used to be tested. You know, the testing period, which used to be 20 years, is like, I think, five now. Wow. So... It's it's just, and it doesn't mean that you don't get medication. It means stop, breathe, take a look, get a full assessment. Let's see what's going on in all areas of your life and then get you to understand what's happening to you to empower yourself to figure out what you need to do. There are people that I say, you know what? I think an antidepressant would help right now. And I don't know for how long. We may have it for a short period of time or this may be something that you need for the rest of your life. And other people that I say, uh, hello, you eat like shit. Um, you're doing sugar and all this stuff that's messing with your mood. And oh, you know, the six beers that have depressants in them aren't such a good thing. They're feeding depression. Let's get you off of this stuff and let's see how you're feeling. Yeah, um, that's a great way to, to look right. at it. You know, right. look yeah. at all of it. Look at all right. of it. Look so, at the whole picture, not just one little sliver. Rocky, what have you found helps you the most? I, I, do, I know how well you take care of yourself, that you are very, yeah, very honestly, good. Um, I'm on an antidepressant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, I, this past summer, like actually this past year was like really a health driven year. I cleaned up my asthma, all of these other health issues. Oh, and then I just got another like bout of it. And I, I said, you know what? I don't know how to, I don't know how to get out of this. You know, this has been a routine that I've gone through for so many years. Can and- I ask you a real quick question? Um, have you checked on your hormones? Because um, a lot of women know it's the progesterone levels Mm. don't realize that they get treated for depression, but um, they have hormone imbalances that are terrible. And so so I went to. I'm sorry, you went where? You're breaking up. Rocky. We lose her. Hello. Oh, no. She's still on there. Rocky. Okay, well, you can probably can hear. You hear me. Oh, yeah. oh, now we can. Now you're back. Yeah. I'm sorry, we lost you. No worries. Um, Whoop, lost you again. Okay, all right, Rocky. We we lost you. And we're going to have to wrap up here. So, um, you can text it to me, and <laughs> I, and I'll I'll ask Mary Grace. But we, we yeah. are going to have to wrap up. And I know we lost you. Go ahead, Denise. I know you were going to sing. <laughs> Well, no, I wanted to ask Nora, but you're right. We are out of time. That's oh, okay. these were my little, my little get. Let me just do two. Well, okay. okay so all let's right. hold on. Right. Uh, first of all, thank you for oh, coming you're back. So welcome. Me- so fun as always. Oh, gosh, this was so great. nice so- to meet you. Yeah, I know. I'm oh, on okay. a journal. Yes. Yeah, please Tell us do. <laughs> the YouTube uh, channel again. Now, wait, Psyched by MG. Psyched by MG. P-S-Y-C-H-E-D by MG. Yep. Okay. Yep. And we will post this uh, probably in about 72 hours. Oh, we'll, great. we'll post your links and because um, it was just so, I mean, this could go, we yeah. could talk we could go all forever. <laughs> really? Well, it's, what's such good advice. And, oh, good. I'm I mean, so glad. It's, we do. it's common sense, oh. but, you know, gosh, we need more of that, Mary Grace. So I know. And that's, I that's what why I think, I'm trying to do the YouTube. That's and why the I always love the idea. I mean, well, way back when, when you were talking about the book, and I just loved because you're what you say is what 
It is, isn't it? It's just common sense. It's stuff right. that we all need to hear over and over and over right. and over again. Right. Well, and this You're is a good advocate for men, which is I wonderful. Think- you know, if you come from hard knocks and if you had shit in your life, like you got to fall in love Can with you it. tell that story? The shit story? Yes, real okay. quick. Do we have time? Do we have time? Yeah. Oh, you got to okay. hear this. The My shit favorite story. story. This is a story that I created for clients because I realized when they were coming in, they had so much shame. I mean, they'd come in and their heads were down and they were embarrassed. And I would tell them this story that I ended up sharing with Denise. And I would say, listen, this is how I think it works. And... um you, I think before you land in your mom's tummy, the soul kind of faces God, Buddha, whatever you believe in. And, you know, God's, I'll go with God for right now. God says, okay, now listen, here is a bag of shit. These are your problems. You can either go forth and conquer them and turn them into gold and treasure, or they're going to stink. If you choose to not deal with them, they just suck and they stink. But I'm giving you free will and it's up to you to choose what you do with it. So here's your shit. Okay. So the first guy hears the treasure, like is like pumped, excited, mm-hmm. goes off to look at it. And the second person comes up to face God and God says, okay, here's your bag of shit. You either go forth and conquer it, turn it into treasure or it stinks. And the second person says, well, I don't want a bag of shit. <laughs> and God says, you don't have a choice. Uh-huh. These are your lessons in life. You either go forth and conquer, it'll stink. So the second person takes the bag hesitantly, and the first person, so excited, goes running toward the second person. The second person throws the bag behind a rock. <laughs> first person gets there, says to the second person, hey, the first person says, look at my shit. I am so excited about my shit. Like, what does your shit look like? And the second person says, God didn't give me shit. I don't know why God did that to you. There must be something wrong. So that first person's enthusiasm and excitement and passion for their shit turns into shame. And I think that's when shame wow. started. Because in reality, we all have bags of shit. Right. <laughs> Fall in love right. with your, your shit. shit. Turn them into treasure. Turn them into treasure. <laughs> oh Isn't that my a great gosh. story? Oh, that I'm is glad. a great I love that story. story. That's a well, perfect. Well, story. I, I was going to say your your um the stereotypical psychotherapist. Yeah. I was like, okay, she's going to come in here. I know gonna, the you, judgment you know, thing. Yeah, she is no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. And, I, and I'm like just looking at you. I was like, oh yeah, I want to go. I want to go to. Yeah, I want to see you tomorrow. No, I think that, and yeah. I've never had to advertise. I, you know, I tell right. people, well, especially young therapists, yeah. stop the judgment. Mm-hmm. Don't get on the pedestal. Mm-hmm. You have to understand. It's hard for people to walk in your office. They're feeling bad. Build them up. Tell them their sanity, and that will unlock them to look I, at their I, stuff. I went to a therapist, um, and I didn't tell you this. This is when my mom passed away. She she had a heart attack at fifty four. Mm. Yeah, so wow. um, and I was a young young wife and mother. You know, I had uh. five kids, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. so oh, depressed yeah. and everything. Right, it so the life force out of you. Uh, um, my husband worked for GM at the time, so we had good insurance. And mm-hmm. so um, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to a therapist, you know. So I go into her, and it's an older lady. And, you know, I I just remember, and this is why I had such a stigma or yeah. when you were coming in. Yeah. The lady says to me, 
So she asked me a few questions and I, you know, I don't even really remember exactly, yeah. what, you know, but she said, do you feel, do you feel like, um, you know, you're, you, you want to hurt yourself or, you know, <sighs> you want to do anything like that? And I said, <laughs> well, I don't think, so. well, yeah, maybe, you know, oh, maybe no. I do, I, I don't know. I just feel bad, you know, yeah, my you're mom, depressed. I'm telling her all this. Yeah. And she goes, okay. And she writes me this prescription for, oh, I forget what it was. No. So anyway, I take the prescription. I'm like, oh God, I'm just messed up. <laughs> you know, so I, I, know. I take the prescription. I go home and I remember, I, I never took it, but I remember yeah. um, probably like a week later, my husband and I were in this argument yeah. or something and he goes, did you take your medicine? <laughs> and I was uh, like, see, it's, it's a, it's know, a ripple oh, effect. Oh, I'm telling you. I took the That's... pills and t- went in the bathroom and dumped them down the toilet. And I never went back to her yeah. and I never, you know, and that, it was that, just... that's a really good point yeah. you brought up. Yeah. Mary Grace, what do people need to look for when they're looking for a therapist? For a therapist yeah. You have to like them and feel comfortable. And I've trained therapists and I've said to them, that bond is mm-hmm. is so freaking important. You bond when you get that phone call. Mm-hmm. You spend the 5, 10, 15 minutes on the phone with this person because they're in pain. That is so – because I never felt comfortable with her. Right. Yeah. From the time when, when I'm when on I the phone. In, I didn't feel comfortable Yeah. From the all. time I'm on the phone, I'm like, oh, my gosh, thanks for calling. What's going on? What's mm-hmm. happening to you? And they spend the few minutes. They're, most people are so conscientious of your time. And I'll say, oh, I'm sorry to hear this. Now, listen, it's important to me that we connect. Mm-hmm. So we'll do a session. And at the end of the session, you decide if this is comfortable for you. If it's comfortable, we'll go ahead and schedule the next session. I'd be moving in with you. Oh, God, no kidding. <laughs> Bring in the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan will stay in the garage. See, I and, and now you want, you right. want to do it, yeah. which yeah. says to me, oh, good. Now we're starting with you elevated. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And then when they're in there, I say, oh, and I listen and a lot of compassion. They're in pain. They've been through a lot. Everybody's got a story. And I'm not judging. And I tell them all the time, I said, you ever notice I'm not the one that judges you. You're, You're the one that judges yourself. You. Right. And anybody that judges you needs to shut the hell up. Right. <laughs> Stop yeah. all the freaking judgment because right. that prevents growth. Period. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And when I train therapists, I tell them that. Put your freaking pencil down and connect. Bond with that person because they're scared. They might not know they're scared, but they're scared. Right. And you don't even have to know all the answers, but just being present and non judgmental, they're exhaling a little bit. Right. That's important. And the sad thing for me is here I am, you know, I needed the help. I'm Mm. in my 20s, you know, and she just messed it up. I never went. To right. talk to anybody See that I get so and it many really places is like that. that. A good therapist is a luxury. Yeah. yeah, I mean that really yeah. is a luxury True. to have a good yeah. therapist. Yeah. Um, one more thing. Um, so how do what do you tell people that that say I I don't know what my purpose is? And I say, befriend time. Take your time to figure it out and play. Go take a class in cooking. Go take this. Make this a journey. Don't make this a big, huge burden. Really take the time. And and I always tell people, it sounds like you need to be okay with the things you don't like as well as the things that you do. And when you find that you're in something and you don't like it, that is just as important as the things that you do like. 
and make that okay. That isn't, oh, I took that class. What a waste of time. It wasn't a freaking waste of time. You now know that this is off the list. Mm -hmm. You are not going to just find something, know that it's right. Everything's perfect. Life is not a straight line. It is a zigzag. (laughs) That's the way it freaking goes. (laughs) But that's life. And if we can get out these myths from our brains and what we think it's supposed to look like, and it just doesn't right now we're exhaling Mm -hmm. i mean even the idea about finding your purpose you know it just then it just struck me i mean if we're raising great kids that's a pretty darn good purpose right there i mean this idea that we have to be doing something no no i i totally agree i know you you do yeah but i'm in case anybody's listening to me (laughs) no it's really that, that idea that we have to do something profound or that where there's this you know just being good people and and being connected and, not and even just giving back kids. to our own communities yes. and our own little neighborhoods. Get back and, to that again. Yes. I mean, right. that's there are a pretty so good purpose. Many right. shut-ins. I mean, there Bob are, doesn't go around saying, what's my purpose in life? I mean, he just lives it. Yeah. Find but it. you know what? Yeah. That's a really good point, too, mm-hmm. what you just that's said is we we tend to say use that word the wrong way. And that's why people in Nepal, they don't have these big grandiose ideas right. that they're supposed they're to living be living like the Kardashians. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> or taking a <laughs> trip yeah. to Don't Greece. Get Nora yeah. started here. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Or that they're supposed yeah. to right. look like Jackie's glamorous life on Facebook, which you yeah. told us before uh-huh. we went on yeah. line or before, on air, that that's how things look, but that's not real life. No. Right. We, no. we don't have, we shouldn't be right. you know. And our shit is funny. Like, yeah, God, yeah, right, will yeah. you please understand right. how funny this shit is? <laughs> yeah. right. And laugh. Your, when couples you fight. Laugh. You yeah, gotta you got to laugh. Because yeah. like, yeah. I've cracked right. couples up all the time where I, they'll be like so serious. And I'll be like, oh, my God, this is some funny shit right here. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, here is my professional and unprofessional opinion. That is freaking funny. Professional and unprofessional. Uh, and they start to laugh. And I'm like, will you please See the humor in this stuff uh, and right. stop seeing everything as life threatening. Right. Just relax. You yeah. know, the other thing, you know, I'm thinking about Rocky now as well, though, and other people that, that, that have sadness or depression or, you know, whatever it's called, but that that doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily a bad thing that, I mean, first of all, no. look at the artist that she is. And to me, there's probably, that's part of the reason she's such an amazing artist. Mm-hmm. She needs to embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yes. key right yeah. there. Embrace is embracing it. Because there's a lot of amazing artists that we lost this past year drug addiction uh, well yeah. And, and yeah and suicide and suicide yes. You know? yeah yes well but, yeah drug addiction right uh, oh, yeah I could go on and on no but cre- pe- creative types have to understand there's a wonderful book it's called the highly sensitive person <laughs> and it is a book that is about giftedness <laughs> and see not seeing that your sensitivity which a lot of creative types are sensitive and right did people believe in right and wrong and the good of things right that they have to redefine their script because they're highly sensitive they're gifted they're smart they might not be smart in a traditional they're great test takers Truly creative types have an amazing gift. Like Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. They're usually just just described Rocky. Rocky. They're great lyricists, too. We've had a lot of musicians on that. So she has to figure out her environment that feeds her creativity. Right. And then the flip side of that is they have to be finishers. 
because they're such expansionists. They love to expand into creativity and they always love to live there. But what ends up hurting them is they have to know completion. And so from the smallest tasks, they're going to say, you know what, I'm working on this piece. And today I'm going to keep my brain just focused on this piece and I'm going to make sure I finish. And they'll see depression and anxiety start to lift because they're not always just starting. They're getting rooted with completion. So they can see the Mm -hmm. finished product. They have to get rooted in completion. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Do we really have to go? (laughs) I know. I know. Rachel has a basketball game tonight. I do have to go. Uh, I know. Well, um, we do have a, a trivia that you have for us. Oh, okay, real quick. But, but, yes, but, but real before, quick. I do want to say again, um, well, thank you, Denise Brennan Nelson, for coming Yay. back. It was so much fun. Can I just say I tweeted my first You tweet. did. did. She so did. Denise, her first follower. I don't know how to tweet. So <laughs> if you oh, will show you how to tweet. Yeah. Show me that. Mary Grace did it for me. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you, you told us to come in. So yes, guys, we were doing the Nooner show. And Okay, so you can find Mary Grace Randazzo, R-A-N-D-A-Z-Z. Z-O, Ratliff, R-A-T-L-I-F-F. Is there a hyphen um, in between? There yeah, are, yes. there's yes. a hyphen. hyphen. Both, right? Yep. Okay. And uh, you can find her on YouTube. Yep, at psychedbymg.com, Twitter, um, Mary Grace, Riedazzo Ratliff at psychedbymg.com. Um, you can find my app in um, the Android store right now and look for me. We're going to do some advertising with it when it comes out. Uh, on Facebook Messenger. Okay, fantastic. And Yay. good luck and congratulations. Well, I don't want to say good luck. Thank you. But I mean, Thank congratulations you. on you everything you have going it. on. You don't need luck. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know that. It's but um, we do definitely want to get you back on the show Absolutely. in the future when um, this other app comes out. Oh, yeah. Can, you uh, That'll be around my birthday. When we'll and then we'll have yeah. a birthday party. Oh, that's How's a great that? idea. Excellent. Okay, so just real quick, because I know everybody <laughs> wants to get out of here. but And I did post this on my Facebook uh page but these are romantic movie quotes okay because remember this is valentine's day yes. right yes. Yes. this is valentine's day tomorrow is jessica's birthday that's right so, um, okay so i'm going to read the quote i won't tell you who said it in the movie but okay. let's see nora okay. nora is a movie buff but oh i'm not uh yellow pressure, pressure okay i'm going to start with an oldie okay this is the quote you should be kissed and often and by someone who knows you oh my god george burns 1939 <laughs> was the movie. Is he even an actor? Oh. I don't even know. 1939. Oh, I know that. I can't think of who it is. You too? Yeah. It was, you have to name the it movie? was Rhett to Scarlet. Oh, oh yes, my see? God. I knew that. Gone with the Wind. Gone with oh, the Wind. Geez. Okay, how about this one? This was a 2002 movie. You're the first boy I ever kissed, Jake, and I want you to be the last. Oh, I don't know that one. Grease. Ooh. Sweet home. Sweet home. Yeah. Oh, you uh, had it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're good. Jessica I'm, I'm had just it. making them all up because yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> right, yeah, she's okay. making them up. Oh, here I love this one. Okay, this was 1995 movie. It seems right now that all I've ever done in my life is making my way here to you. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> right? No. Yeah, Not was, 1995. You think no. that was Dorothy talking to Oz? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Bridges of Madison County. Oh, uh, my God. I should right. know that one. Um, one more. You'll know this one. If you don't, you're in trouble. Oh, Men gosh. and women can never be friends. When you realize <laughs> you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. When Harry met Sally. Yeah! I was just going to... Oh, yeah, see, I knew that one. I was going to say Cinderella. I <laughs> <laughs> my favorite movie. Okay. 
All right. God, well, terrible. we have to toss our cookies. Toss we have our cookies. tradition. We're tossing our cookies. And yeah. does Jess get to take her birthday cake? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yay. Oh, two birthday cakes. I'm going to fat you up, Jess. I like that. All right. Okay. One came right to me. Okay. Wait, wait. Was it pointed to you? Oh, I don't know. Oh, come in. This is not your corporate meeting here. <laughs> come on. That's, this one here that, This Grace. might go to her. Yeah, because yep. this one. This goes to you. Oh. Mary Grace, this was, the, oh, the prongs were pointed to you. That means oh, that's your fault. We learned this from a, from an old boss oh, that we no worked way. with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you throw them up in the air, and up. how they land, if the prongs are pointing towards you, that's oh. your fortune. That's your fortune. So how are we going to end this one, this. Denise? You pick the ending. Um, well, we're going to read our read right? our cookie. Yeah, are but, read our but cookie? how are we going <gasps> to oh. end the fortune, though? Yeah. How about a, on Valentine's Day? Okay, go okay. ahead. You start. Or how about we oh. read it and say, with someone you love? Okay, go Is ahead. Is that all right? Oh. All right, I'll, I'll read however you want. That's good. Okay. You will be graced by the presence of a loved one soon with someone I love. All right. There you go. Mary Grace. Uh, the current year will bring you much happiness <gasps> oh, with someone you love. Wow. You're just doing happiness. You need to write the date and keep that I know. One. Go ahead, I Jess. Know. Birthday girl. Um, your life will soon be happy and harmonious <gasps> with someone you love. Yeah, this is so weird. Hand. I got the exact same one you did. Did you? I did. That's no. about to yes, happen for us, lady. Going to get a little Valentine when we get home, right? <laughs> your determination will bring you much success. With someone you love. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Girl. Thank you, ladies. The Nooner Show is going Yeah. Says happy Valentine's Day. Yes. And sometimes the only mode of transportation available is the leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith. And what are we closing the We're show We're closing with? with my son, John Paul, with his yeah. song called Miss You. Every time. time. And uh, both of those songs, uh, Single Forever and Miss You Every Time, you can get on all the yes. uh, platforms, uh, Spotify. My my two children, um, my favorites. iTunes. They're my favorites. Apple, whatever. They're else. still my favorite. What, what about Olivia? <laughs> uh, what about Olivia? Yeah, Olivia too. Oh, Olivia too. <laughs> but okay. right now, these two are my favorites. <laughs> okay. I love anyway, you, Olivia. So we're going yeah. we're, we're to close the show with Miss You Every Time by John Paul Wallace. And again, you guys, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Mary you. Grace. Thanks, You're Denise. Welcome. Yes. Oh, you guys fun. have a, a great Thanks Valentine's drinks, today. Denise. Yes, Denise. Namaste. Drinks were awesome. <laughs> Namaste. And happy birthday, Jessica. Happy we birthday. love you. Thank you. Happy birthday. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. Yes. Every time